This is the Unstoppable Podcast, where we are dedicated to bringing you comprehensive insight into the ways and purposes of God. We hope this podcast will encourage, equip, and empower you with meaningful insight from the Word of God to receive His promises and live a life without limits. As you realize your potential, you will join a dynamic group of passionate people who are actively bringing the unstoppable power of heaven into the darkest places on earth. Here is your host, Justin Self. Hello and welcome. This is Justin Self. Thank you so much for listening. I'm excited to share this with you today. We have a special guest speaker on today's episode. You may have heard her before on the podcast. We've had her on before, but this is Pastor Val Unverzot of the House Northwest. Again, you can view their sermons on housenorthwest.com. So her husband, Mike, and Mike Unverzot and Val Unverzot are the pastors at the house, and they are leading an amazing group of people. Um, they're building this amazing culture of, of worship and, and really revival in the Vancouver area, Portland area. And I just, uh, I, I had the honor of serving with them for many years at their church, on their board and on their leadership team rather, and all these things. These, these folks are amazing. They're, they're building people, they're building families, they're building the community. Uh, in fact, that's the mission statement, building people, building families and building the community into a higher way of living. And really that comes through, you know, introducing people to intimate relationship with Jesus Christ and walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. So with Mike and Val, it's not just religion. Um, and, and I'm sure if you've listened to the last podcast with her, you, you know that these folks are, are about the real deal of going out and, hey, we're going to see the gospel happen. We're going to actually see, you know, signs and wonders and miracles. And we're going to see a Jesus who is alive and well. And so if you're listening today, and you're maybe skeptical or you're like, okay, what's going on here? You know, I saw the, t- the title talks about angels, you know, hey, what's, what's all this about angels? You know, I really encourage you to dig into this thing because yeah, we're going to talk about some pretty kind of weird, maybe off topic or off, I guess, off axis stuff, maybe, you know, stuff you might not normally hear about with angels and encounters and those types of things. But I want to encourage you that it's all grounded in the scripture. It's grounded in the word of God. And that's what I wanted to start out with today. Before we get into the interview, I want to share a scripture with you. So this is out of the book of Romans, Romans chapter 15. And uh, this is verse four. And this, this is really encouraging. And I would say this is kind of the, the anchor for today's episode. Here's what it says. Chapter 15, verse four of the book of Romans. It says, for whatever things were written before, this is talking about the Bible, for whatever things were written before were written for our learning that we, through the patience and the comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. Okay. So what I want to say about that is, you know, we're going to get into some some stories and stuff with today's episode, but you notice we're going to, you know, Val always brings it back to the word. We're always going to bring everything back to the scripture, the word of God, because whatever things were written before were written for our learning. So this stuff is really important. So maybe if you're reading in the Bible and you read about angels and you read about this or that and the other, and you're like, okay, Ezekiel had this crazy vision. Maybe it doesn't make sense to your everyday life. You know, okay, how does this help me manage my kids that are out of control? I get, I get that. But I want to encourage you today that every single part of scripture I mean, every part, the Bible says in 2 Timothy 3.16 that every single part of scripture is God breathed. It is actually God himself manifesting himself through the scripture. So that's the encouragement is, hey, go to the Bible. We're, we're spending time in the Bible. Yeah, we're talking about stuff that might seem a little bit weird and I get that, but I want you to really dig in and listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying to you. What can he say to you through this stuff? These are just stories. You can't build your faith on, on these stories. 
maybe these stories can encourage you and stir your faith up and that's okay. But I really want you to stay grounded in the scripture. Listen to these stories about the angels and about the encounters. Miss Val has all sorts of encounters and, and amazing, crazy, they sound crazy things. But, you know, understand that, man, we're learning. Val and I are learning. We are students of the scriptures. We are students of the word of God. And I'm, we're never going to allow a, an experience to interpret the word of God. Does that make sense? Like, we're going to look at the experience and, you know, I've had visions, I've had dreams, I've seen angels, those types of things. But after I, I have that experience, I go straight to the word and I say, okay, that was interesting. You know, that was, that was crazy. What do I do with it? You know, what does the word of God say? And then the word creates the framework where then I can go forward with whatever that manifestation was, right? And so you're going to you're going to hear some examples about that today. Angels encounters, you know, and we're going to interpret that experience through the word. That's the big takeaway today. Another topic we're going to talk about today that I really want you to hone in on is angels on assignment, walking in our authority. Uh, what that means is you're going to hear us talk about you know, angels being sent forth and doing the will of God and doing things in the spiritual realm. And you might think that's just, that just happens automatically and you have no part in that. Well, listen to today's episode. And I really encourage you to, to connect with this because we're going to show you some scripture, again, straight from the word of God that shows that you and me, I mean, we're, if we're, if you're a believer in Jesus, if you've received Jesus to be your savior and he, you have received a new spirit through him breathing on you. We've talked about that in another episode about what the actual spiritual mechanics are of being born again. If you've been born again, you can actually, as crazy as it sounds, you can command angels. And we're going to talk about that today. We're going to see what the Bible says about that. Uh, the third thing I want to talk about today is praying effectively. Val and I talk about really walking in that authority and learning how to pray. So if your prayers feel like they're not effective, if you don't think you're getting anything done in prayer, if prayer is boring to you, today's episode is for you. This is really going to encourage you. And I believe that um, you're going to take something away from it. And I believe that you're going to walk away from this thing, having a deeper understanding of the supernatural realm of your authority and your ability to pray the will of God. I th I'm excited about that. So we're going to get into the episode, but before we do, I just wanted to mention a couple resources we have. Please check out unstoppableblog.com. Um, that's our website. And I want to highlight some resources. So if you click on the resources tab, we have blogs and all that on the main page and the podcast, of course, which you know because you're listening to it. On the resources tab, I have some, some really cool things I wanted to share with you. If you've been listening to us at all the last couple episodes, you know I've been talking about Face to Face. It's our it's our it's my new book that came out. Um, and that's I encourage you to get that if you haven't read it or if you haven't gotten that yet. Go to Amazon, check it out, please. Uh, Face to Face. It's an 18-day journey of, uh, of hearing God's voice as his friend. I wrote that with the intention of equipping you to hear God's voice more clearly and you know developing an intimacy with him. Again, increasing your prayers effectively, all that kind of thing. But really it just highlights this journey with the Lord of listening to him and, and how to discern his voice above the noise. So that'll be a blessing to you. Now on the resources tab of the website, we have some free free resources that, that I put together. There's one from the life of King Josiah. And that's just scripture that I've organized chronologically and everything. So that's, if you want to study the life of King Josiah, I, I've created a template um, where you can just read the scripture straight and it gives you spaces for notes. I've also uploaded the same document, but with my personal notes that I took on my iPad. If that would be helpful, I've put cross-references and Greek word studies and those types of things. And I believe that will really accelerate your, your study um, if you're interested in learning about one of Israel's godliest and, and most amazing worshipful kings. King Josiah, he's awesome. So the last thing is Romans. I actually just recently uploaded this. We have the same idea as the King Josiah resource, Romans 
it's organized for your study, but I also uploaded the personal notes. So please check those things out and you're going to be blessed. So, all right, let's get into the episode. I'm so excited you're here. Buckle in, get your Bible, man, just and get ready to learn something new from the Word of God. Today I have with me Val again. She is back. Welcome back, Val. Hi, Justin. So glad to see you. So glad to be with you. Absolutely. This is going to be great. We Now, we talked about this on our last episode way back when, but we are going to learn all about angels today. So, Unstoppable listeners, have you ever wondered about angels? Well, today is your day. We are going to learn about angels from Miss Fowl. We're going to talk about the supernatural realm. So, Absolutely. welcome. Thank you so much. Well, I don't, I don't know that we're going to learn all about angels, but I think we're going to take a look into them in the Word of God and, and dispel some myths and bring some correction and get us out of the um, hallmark realm of what we think angels are and the Renaissance artwork realm of what we think angels are and really look into the Word of God and see what the Word says. I believe as Christians... As we seek the Lord, I believe that his realm is everything, the created realm, the unseen realm. The unseen realm is actually what we are created after. And so I believe that as we seek the Lord, we'll have experiences. Now, if people have never had an experience, it doesn't make them any less of a a believer or not as strong or that their prayers aren't. But I believe many people will have these experiences as you look into the Word of God— So what we can do is we can have experiences, and I think that we don't base our faith off experiences. They're a part of it. Base our faith off the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. A lot of this, I'm going to go to the Word on this. I'm going to talk a little bit about some experiences that I've had in my life. So I want to start with this is that I don't know that I'd ever seen an angel in my life or seen into the spiritual realm until uh, a pretty good amount of time into my walk with the Lord. I learned about a lady named Billy Brim, one of your favorites, yep. one of my favorites. And if you talk to me, you know that I had a, a dear friend in my life and her name was Judy. And And Judy and I would go on just adventures in prayer and she taught me about prayer. And so that was her ceiling was my floor. Her husband, amazing man of God that understood a lot in the word of God, read the word of God. I think in his retirement, he's, I don't know how many years he's been retired, but he spends 10 hours a day in the word. And that's impressive. I have some uh, commentaries that, that he's done himself that are just really amazing. So Billy Brim was a person that I learned, and then Charles Capps, Annette yep. Capps, different leaders like that. I, I think Dad Hagen has, I've heard him speak some things about, although it wasn't real big with him, but I, the Word of God is real clear about it. And I think in our lives as believers, in my opinion, the first thing any believer runs into having to do with angels is just... I hate to say it's just kind of false belief and false teaching. That's I think most people run into that because, you know, we have little angelic things around our house. People have little, you know, angels, not quite sure where they came from, like what our thoughts are. Mm -hmm. Uh, Most all of them have two wings. I have yet to find angels in the Bible with two wings. And I don't know that the ones with wings, I would call them angels. They are heavenly beings. They have jobs. I don't know that they fall into the category of the messengers, of the angels. 
But if you want to go with heavenly beings, there are two categories that have wings that I have found, and that is the seraphim, six wings, Isaiah saw them, and the cherubim, which are four wings, and they are Ezekiel, Revelation, I believe there's a couple other books is escaping me right now, but... I think starting with the falsehoods first is that I'm not quite sure where the angels come from that have two wings. Now, I might be in study someday and I might find it or someone could bring it to me and say, here are the angels. Well, angels fly. I don't know that they need wings to do that. One of the first visions of of angels in the like the heavenly type of realm is Jacob. And they were ladder climbers. Mm-hmm. Well, what what do you need a ladder for if you got wings? I don't know. Well, I want to make a I want to make a point real quick for those of us who are listening. We're all coming from different backgrounds on the podcast. You know, lis- listeners are. My yep. first question is, why does it even matter? Why do we care about what angels are even doing, or why do we care about angels? You know, is this just supposed to be some fancy study where you know we're looking into the Bible, or do people actually have a reason to learn about angels? I think people. In the Bible, in the Old Testament, it says that Abraham interacted with angels. There were, you know, Jacob interacted with angels. There's a, the prophets saw angels. There's a lot of things that happened with angels, heavenly beings. And then there's understanding about fallen angels, another category, evil spirits, wicked spirits. There's a lot of things in the Bible about them. The Bible says in Hebrews, there's some great doctrines of angels. Now, we are not to worship angels. We're not to be afraid of angels. Colossians says we don't worship angels. That's not never a good idea. A lot of times people would fall down when they saw angels. You know, they would be afraid. By the way, Rick Renner, just his teaching on the angels when Jesus was born— Really great teaching there. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. But in Hebrews, it says that are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those that will inherit salvation? They are sent to serve those that will inherit salvation. There's a lot of things I hear. I digest them. There are things that I see in my own prayer time. It's not like every time I turn around to see an angel, I'm not like that. There was a man, I believe his name was Walt Buck years ago, that wrote a book, Angels on Assignments. Mike's grandfather actually worked for him in Spokane. He had a lot of interactions (laughs) with angels. But why do we want to know about them? Because it's a part of our world. It's a part of our world. We don't just live on terra firma in the natural. We are believers. We have a born-again spirit. We are citizens of heaven. We are ambassadors on this earth. If we are ambassadors on this earth, then the place that we are ambassadors from, we need to understand how it works. That's good. We need to understand the foundations of it. I've heard this statement, you know, that person's so heavenly-minded, they're no earthly good. Well, Let's not be so earthly minded that we are no heavenly good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think Jesus was the most heavenly minded person and he also did the most earthly good. So, <laughs> Abs- Absolutely. I believe that I when we are very heavenly minded, I believe that we do the most good. 
We do the most good for those around us. So all of that and just kind of, again, seraphim are our living creatures. Cherubim are living creatures. The cherubs are not babies with wings. Not quite sure where that came from. In Ezekiel, it's very clear. The book of Revelation, it is very clear. The cherubim hold up the throne. There's four of them around the throne as set forth in Ezekiel, as well as Revelation 4. Uh, That's Ezekiel 1. They have four wings, four faces, full of eyes. Again, I don't think that, I just think it's, they're, they're very supernatural. And then there's at the gate or getting into Eden, uh, there's a cherub there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get past him. No one's going to get past him. Angels have a will. Obviously, some of them fell. Again, they come in with messages to tell right. people things. Well, actually, the word the word angel in the New Testament is agelos, and it literally means messenger. Absolutely. And so I, I think that's important. Yep, Gabriel was a was mm-hmm. a messenger. There's only one angel spoken of in a in a hierarchical way, and that was Michael. Mm-hmm. Michael's a big deal. They're the hosts of heaven. They're visible. They're not visible. Hebrews one seven, and I believe it's Psalm one hundred four, talks about that they're like winds or flames of fire. Yeah. So. This is interesting. Let's just start. I don't want to build off of my experience and then go to the Word, although I have had experiences and I just basically kind of keep my mouth shut and then I go research the Word. One night I was in prayer before I went to sleep and then I went to sleep and there were two nights that I remember very specifically in a row where a being walked into my bedroom and they were completely on fire. And that was wow. twice. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, and I was that'll like, wake you up. <laughs> and I was like, huh, okay. Sometimes I have experiences and I, I don't always have the reason why or whatever. Mm-hmm. It just happened. I have seen angels outside standing in people's property. I have seen them in church services. But the fiery one, I want to go back to that. I still don't have the reason why. And sometimes I think we have visions when we're in prayer, we get words. And sometimes we think it's right for that moment. And many times when you look at the way Jesus spoke and taught, it wasn't just for the time he was in, which was talking to Jews, fulfilling prophecy, you know, doing the will of the Father, but it was talking to the future. And so many times it's for the future. So I hang on to these things. I hang on to them. I remember them, and I ask Holy Spirit to bring them up when I need to. Again, the winds, I have felt angels go by me. One very specific time, praying with a family and being with a family whose son was, how do I say, had a disability. I won't go into the whole thing, but we were at Dornbecker's down in Portland, and he only had not very much of his brain, and it was time for him to pass, and he was kept alive medically, and that was just beginning to fail in his life. And so they were going to release him to go be with the Lord, and I just remember very specifically, I don't know if it was a wind or just feeling the angel move past me in a very quick fashion, 
but I felt that. And that was an experience. It was a very meaningful experience at that time. It was a very comforting experience. Angels were created before all of creation. They have been around. I listened to a teaching the other day, and I need to uh, research this a little bit more, but angels had never looked into the face of God until Christ. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. And, and that's why there was that host of angels that came to the shepherds. And the angel that came to the shepherd in the, in the book of Luke, it talks about that. And he was just like, I have this announcement to make. I, I, I have, I have. I mean, mm -hmm. It was like, okay, you, you know, and it, when mm -hmm. we read the Bible, sometimes cool. it's so flat. Right. It's so flat. Glory to God um, in the highest, and on earth peace, yes. goodwill toward oh, men. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's kind of like, we don't quite get the inflection of what is going on. So I think that understanding that really looking into this, that angels have emotions, you yeah. know, in the book of Daniel, they know stuff and they're to say stuff. This is interesting. The angels can't preach the gospel. Right. Right. They don't preach the gospel, but they lead people to those who can. You know, if they could preach the gospel, we'd, we'd be done. This thing would be done, right? Yeah. God would just say, okay, angels, go get it done. Absolutely. When you look at in the book of Acts and Peter, his journey of faith, and when you look at the uh, Acts, uh, I believe it's Acts 10. Yep, with Cornelius. And with Cornelius. And Cornelius was a centurion. He was a part of the Italian regiment. Uh, he was a devout man. He loved God. How he got to that love of God, that awe of God, that obedience to God, as did all his household, we don't know. He gave alms to people. He prayed continually to God. He was a seeker of God. And he saw, the, and, and the angel of God, the messenger came to him, did not preach Jesus to him, but then send to him your prayers, your generous gifts to the poor. That, that'll preach right there. It's a great giving sermon right there. To God had been, uh, this is verse 4, uh, to God and have been remembered by him and now send men to Joppa and have them call and invite here one Simon, whose surname is Peter, and told him how to go get Peter. Samuel Morris, who, if you look him up online, was a great Methodist preacher from Africa. And in Africa, how the slave trade really was the funnel of slaves that came to the Ivory Coast to be sold to the Portuguese, the Spanish, the, you know, whoever shipped them all, the English. It was the tribal system, and they would get into wars, and when one tribe won over the other, they would kill and imprison. And so they'd kill some and they'd imprison some. The imprisoned ones were slaves, and then they were taken to the Ivory Coast and sold. But many of them were killed, and Samuel Morris was the son of a chief, and they left him in the ground to be eaten by bugs or some horrible way of dying. And he got out, and a light led him to a home, and it was the home of missionaries. And mm. they led him to the Lord, and he came to America a free man. And just an incredible story, but the angel didn't tell him about Jesus, but led him. Mm -hmm. And so angels can do a lot. They can minister to people. They ministered to Jesus after his fasting time. 
They can move very quickly. They can be limited in the spiritual realm. There is a, mm-hmm. a dark side, and there, you know, there's God's side, and then there's the, the, the wicked side, the evil side. And so they can be limited. They can be limited. There's lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of them. Yeah. Praise lots God. I'm glad there's lots. lots of them. <laughs> yes. And we need there to be lots of them. And I believe as Christians, we can, you know, if they're sent to serve those that will inherit salvation, I believe that we can command angels. I believe that we have a, a seat of authority to do that. It says we are raised up and seated in heavenly places far over rule, power, and authority of every age, our name that is to come, that is in you know, the prior age, this age, and the future age, if we sit in that authority of Christ or in Christ, I believe that, you know, we can speak to angels to do things. And I think that may be some place that a lot of Christians feel uncomfortable. But I think if you look into the word, I think it's fine that we do that. Yeah. Again, not worshiping angels, but, you know, it's like the authority that we have in Christ, the words that we have. I want to talk about an experience that I had recently. And it was, I'd say about, I don't know, maybe about four months ago. And I just, I said to the Lord, I said, you know, at our church, when I'm in worship, we have, we have a lot going on. I watch with, I don't want to say with envy because we don't want to have with envy, but I, I look at these church services that I see online and I know how they work. They have signs that say, please don't bring your under five-year-old into the church. (laughs) I know how this works. I've been in the Western church long enough. That's not how the church originally was in the apostolic age. It was a real, you know, it was chaotic at times. Jesus held services that were chaotic. He took took order over them. You know, have everybody sit down in groups of 150. We'll feed everybody. Don't worry. But everybody's got to sit down first. But there were animals, there were people, there were kids running around. I'm pretty confident that the early churches did not have a separate building for children's ministry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when we have worship at our church, everybody's together at separate. We do, you know, have some babies that are out. And it's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. I believe that God does not need a sterile, quiet atmosphere I think that we need to be still before the Lord. But our idea of that, I think, is very Western. But one day I was whining to the Lord about it, and he confronted me on it, and he said, well, you need to be still. I didn't tell everybody else to be still. Mm. And I was like, okay. And I've heard heaven before. Heaven's loud. Heaven In is fact, loud. I believe I remember when that first started happening to you. Was was it when I was at the house or was yep. that earlier yep. on in that? I would have an experience. So I'll actually go back to that before I talk about this. I started having a very strange experience. It started on a Sunday, Easter Sunday morning when the Eastern calendar and the Western calendar, the Western calendar got Easter right. Okay. Do you understand what that means? Our Eastern brothers and sisters in the Lord get it right. We don't. We only get it right like, I don't know. I have no facts on this. Every seven years or something or five years or because the Eastern church goes by the Hebraic calendar. Right. And then we go by the whatever, the Gregorian Gregorian calendar. calendar. So we 
we, we don't get it right all the time. But it was one morning when it was Passover that week. And so Saturday night at sundown or Friday night at sundown, I woke up and my ears, I'm going to say hurt. Kind of like if you're a fan of the Seahawks and you'd ever been to a Seahawk game or a very loud concert and your ears will ache. Now, I could hear, it was really weird. Like I didn't have, it wasn't like I had like some kind of a sickness. It was just that same ache of loudness. If you were in, do you know what that's like? You know, mm-hmm. you've been in something that's it's very loud. Mm-hmm. So that's what my physical body felt. I believe that when we can have experiences with the spiritual dimension, we have like physical, you know, when the super comes in natural with the super contact with the supernatural, something's got to give. And so that's what I felt. But then I said, Lord, what is that? And he said, heaven is rejoicing today. Mm -hmm. There are many people coming to the Lord. And it was just like both churches, you know, we do a big deal on Easter, you know. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I think we should do a big deal all the time because, you know, he's risen today too. But it was just kind of just an experience and it was amazing. And so I started having that and I would hear children in heaven and they were loud. Heaven is loud. There's Mm -hmm. a lot going on there. There's a lot of praise and worship. And so I got up. So now fast forward to where I'm at. I hadn't had that experience in a while. I got up in the middle of the night and again, my ears, I had that aching going on. I was like, huh, that's weird. So I, I was trying to get back to sleep. And all of a sudden, I i would say it was like an open vision. I was in heaven. Hmm. And I was worshiping. Now, I want to go back to kind of whining about, boy, do I jump around or what? Getting frustrated at church because I was like, what is it? I said, Lord, you know, when I'm at church and I'm in worship, I've got one kid by the ankles. I got a you know, trying to get other kids to be quiet, you know, focusing all the, all these things. And that was when the Lord said, well, you need to still yourself. You can still yourself on the inside, even though you got, you know, kids and everything going on. Jesus could hear God in the midst of the masses, in the midst of the chaos, you know, get over it. But in this vision, it was so gracious of the Lord. I was in heaven. And there was, if you've ever been on the ocean and you could only see ocean, if you've been on a ship or a boat and you can only see ocean, or if you have been in an airplane and you can only see ocean, and that's what it was like. The the Bible talks about the sea, out of the sea, and it's like, it's so vast. Mm -hmm. And it was all these people and we were just worshiping the Lord and the throne of God was there. I don't have a ton of details, but I know I had a sense of being able at that moment to just focus on the Lord and nothing else. I didn't care who was around me. I didn't care about the faces of the people around me. I didn't, it wasn't that I didn't care, but it just was not on my radar. The only thing that was on my radar was, was worshiping the Lord. And the throne of the Lord was in front of me, but above me. And it was so large that I could only see really one corner of it. And the only corner that I saw was the cherub that held it up. And the only face I could see was that of the eagle. 
Mm. And it was massive and it was bright. And again, very, very loud. And then the eagle, now it says when their wings touch, there's sound, but the eagle opened its mouth and this sound came out. Now remember, there's a great sound already going on and it shook me to the very core of my being. And in the moment that it happened, I cannot tell you the amount of everything that happened in my emotions, in my physical body, everything. It shook me. But at the same time, I was like, I would be content to live forever hearing that sound. Mm. Wow. I mean, that, it was... I believe it's the book of Ezekiel or, or it's Daniel. Daniel heard the waters and the sounds like, be great if I had a reference, wouldn't it? I just remembered it. There's, in the book of Daniel, I believe it was, he he saw or he heard and it was like waters and armies, the myriad of the hosts, it, like metal. It was like a metallic sound. Hmm. It was like a metallic sound, but it was like a musical sound. It was like all the things. I, I don't even, this is the first time I've really described it in an, in, uh, you know, to, because uh, I know more people than just, I've described it to a couple of people. A couple of people in my life know about it. That was an amazing thing. Now, I, I want to talk about angels in relation to this. Again, I don't know that I classify a cherub as an angel. It's a heavenly being. I mean, in, in Revelation, we hear of uh, living creatures. Living creatures. That word isn't angels, but it's living creatures. So what you're saying, mm -hmm. heavenly beings. So there's more than... Yes. Like you're right, like you've been saying this whole time, where as humans, you know, if we're not judging things by the Bible, we kind of, okay, angels, we're just going to throw them all into a bag, shake it up, and whatever spiritual being comes out. But, but yes. you're right. I mean, the scripture does talk about these things, and we don't really know a whole lot. So this is, this is great. I have been listening to the book of Revelation. I've probably listened to it, I don't know about, I've embraced my, my auditory learner. <laughs> it's just really helpful. Uh, maybe it's because I'm a busy grandma, it helps me, but I've been listening to the book of Revelation. I've listened to it many, many times. And, and yes, there are angels and they fly and they have trumpets and they do the scrolls and all of that. The messengers of heaven. Yeah. Again, angels have done a lot of things in the Bible. They, they can do a lot. They don't die. They are like us. They do live eternally, but they had a beginning. They had a beginning someplace. Yeah, yeah they were created beings. Yep, that's right. They were created beings. I believe Job, I think around 38, talks about they were created before creation. I believe that there are a lot of people that understand this. I, I don't do a deep dive into it as, as all the time. That's not my goal. I know that there are preachers out there that have written books about it. They teach a lot about it. My thing is, I want to seek God. I want to be a person of prayer. I want to be a person that is constantly at the boardroom table with the Lord. The Bible says that Jesus is our intercessor, that he ever lives to intercede for us. He's constantly talking to to our Heavenly Father about us. He said, come to the fire. He told the Jews, ask your Heavenly Father in my name. I believe that as a believer, as believers, we need to be at that table 
a lot. He says in Psalm 23, he sets a table for us in the presence of our enemies. I like to start my day, and the Lord has really said, do it more. Starting my time of prayer in communion, myself, declaring the victory, you know, remembering the Lord, the body, the blood, declaring that. So as I come to the table, I know what's settled. What's settled at the table? There's there's settled law at the table. Jesus at the cross. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Healing is settled at the cross. You know, these things are settled. Now what, Lord? Faith is settled. Faith, hope, and love is settled. Faith is settled. Our faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of of what isn't seen. Those are settled things. The thing that I find that the Lord has me praying and looking at is people. Because people are not settled, in case we haven't noticed. Uh, People are off on all kinds of different things. You know, they're worshiping fear. They're, they're worshiping all these other idols in life. They're stuck on challenges. They're stuck. They're stuck in ruts, and they're not overcoming. We are to overcome by the, the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. We've got Christians all over the world that are dying for Christ, and we in America are folding like a cheap suit. We have gone to the nth degree of, do we believe the word or not? I, I don't even know what we believe. I don't, mm. When I look at Christians, the non-believing world does not read the Bible. They right. read Christians. Yep. If I were not a Christian right now, I have no idea what the paragraph would say. I want to be the living embodiment of the word of God. And that means it's in word and deed. And that's not just acting right. We can't act our way into heaven correctly. It is a supernatural life. And as supernatural people, we have to be aware of the supernatural world and what is going on. That's my thing. That's my thing. So as we as we seek God, I want to go talk about this for a minute. Great, wonderful man of God. He's moved to Florida, and he and his wife are retired. And man, I'm telling you, that guy used to—I mean, he just used to be around in the spirit realm. And I think that some people are given more to seeing things. I think he was, but he was always seeing angels on his property and. And seeing different things. And he was a funny guy. He was a real funny guy. And I think that people that see the supernatural realm are and are given more to it can be seen as goofy people, a weird, strange, peculiar. Oh, wait a minute. Aren't we all called a peculiar people? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we all trying to look like the world. And he would come to me and he'd say, well, why do I see that? And I was like, well, if I had angels just standing around on my property, I'd kind of like tell them to go do something because I think that they can they they need to do some stuff. Yeah. The messengers <laughs> need to do some stuff. I think they need to be about doing some things. And I think that there's something in that. I know that Corey Tenboom, a lot of this gen the next, I don't know what generation doesn't know about her, but the hiding place is the movie. And the story of she was raised in Holland during World War II. Her family hid the Jews. They were put in the concentration camp. Her sister and father died. She lived. She traveled. She spoke. You can look her up on YouTube. She's amazing. But when I heard a story from Billy Brim, 
and Corey Tenboom was flying over the Branson, Missouri, Oklahoma-ish border. And there's a lot of prayers in that area, a lot of prayers. That's why Billy's got her prayer mountain down there. Yep. It is recorded that uh, Corey was flying over that area, and she looked out the window and she said, wow, there are a lot of angels amassed down there. And I believe that angels amass where there are prayers, because I, I think that's, you know, people are praying, angels do stuff. Yeah. You know, that's what the word says. Well, I'm going to, let me bring that up real quick. I'll, I won't take, let me, Go let ahead. me say this. I don't, you probably have this in your notes, but Psalm chapter 103. Yeah. And we can start it. We can start at the beginning of that one. That's always good. <laughs> bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Let's um, do that. Amen. Bless you know, the Lord. Bless it. the Lord. Bless his name. That's it. Forget Keep not going. all of his benefits. Well, I wasn't going to read the oh. whole thing, but no, this is, this is, you're right. This is one of, the, one of the best chapters. I love it. This is one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. Notice this. At the very end of this, it talks about angels. It says, bless the Lord, you his angels who excel in strength, yes. who do his word, heeding to the voice of, the, of, the, of his word. Of his word. Yeah. They listen to the voice of his word. So they actually go out and do God's word. So that's the connection, I think, is Absolutely. when we speak the word. We speak out God's word. It's not that we're commanding the angel to go bring us coffee in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the 21 says says, bless, affectionately, gratefully, praise the Lord, all you his hosts. That's hosts. another word for yep. you ministers of his who do his pleasure. Pleasure. Yep. Yep. All places, verse 22, all places of his dominion. All places. All places. I just think we just need to I don't, not seek angels, but really be aware of the spirit realm. It is more real, it's greater, and it stuff's going on there all the time. Yeah. All the time. There was a guy named Frank Peretti who wrote, and again, the whole wing thing is kind of... I, I just read some of those books as a kid. Yeah. I thought that was awesome. It <laughs> makes you aware of, you know... Um, and we don't need more than one angel, really, because I did the math once. I think an angel, an angel of the Lord can kill 185,000 yeah. in yeah. six seconds. Or, yeah. Yeah. In, in, in a, <laughs> right. I don't know, in a, set, to get, in a very blink. It's like, wow. Yeah. They're but strong. <laughs> they can do they're things. They're strong and they're yeah. extremely fast. You know, people that say, well, you, you know, you go over the speed limit, you're out driving your angel. I'm like, okay, that is weird. We come up with the weirdest sayings just to sound like we know something. Mm -hmm. Angels are fast. I remember one time Mike and I were riding motorcycles. I was not riding. Mike was riding. We were, and we were in Eastern Washington and we had left a place called Winthrop and we were headed over the Highway 2, which is the North Cascades Highway. You want to talk about mountains? There we're talking about mountains. And we're going up, and in the morning, some people had warned us that there were a lot of deer on the road. Deer live on the margins and on the edges. And so they were like, 
you know what? You guys need to be careful. And we had a car in front of us. We had camera equipment and they carried extra equipment. So they went in front of us, the car did. And they drove at a certain amount of space where they could, you know, we didn't want them to like hit the deer, but to just kind of sweep the area in the front. And I kind of giggled about it because the Lord was just like, you know, you know that you have, you know, aren't all angels ministering spirits? I just said, angels, angel, I don't care if you got one or 10, go before us, protect us. I know that we will be protected all the way over. Nothing's going to happen. All our bikes are going to operate. And as we're riding, I just had my eyes closed. I was just worshiping the Lord. And I had this vision of an angel. Hmm. One. And he was like lightning speed. And he was just zigzagging in front of us. And now some people may say, well, that's weird. But he was he was keeping the deer asleep. That's it. On the it's sides. The Bible. Just that's scriptural him, in the just, Bible. Yep, yeah, just keeping yeah. him asleep, keeping him, keeping him yeah. at bay. And he was moving very, very quickly, very, mm. very quickly. I think believing that scripture, like Psalm 30, 34, where it says, the angel of the Lord encamps all around them that fear him, fear the Lord, yes. and, and they deliver yes. him. Like, I know for me, I'm faced with all the stuff in the news, or I'm faced with this, or I'm faced with that, and or something that contradicts the word. It's something that is trying to lure me into fear, and being aware the, of the just, fact that I do have angels. The, the God of this world, yeah. period. <laughs> For those of you listeners who don't know what we're talking about, the God of this world, this is in first, uh, you can look at it later. I think, I, is it 2 Corinthians 4 or is it 1 Corinthians 4? 1 Corinthians uh, 4, 4. 1 Corinthians God 4, 4. It, it basically says the God of this world. Talking about yes. Satan. I'm talking little, lowercase g. Little, so, sorry, yes, lowercase so, g, little g. It's not God running everything. Our Father God. It's it's actually the God oh, of this sorry, world. Oh, sorry, you were right. You were right in the beginning. It was 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4. Okay, so 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4. For the God of this world has blinded the unbelievers' minds. So yeah. that's first. Yeah. Unbelievers have blind minds that they should not discern the truth, preventing them from seeing the illuminating light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, the Messiah, who is the image of and likeness of God. That's who's running this planet right now. Yep. Because when Adam gave over the lease that he had, he had dominion over the earth, he gave it over to the God of this world. That's it, he did. And there are rulers in high places, but guess what? The throne we sit on is far above. Far above, every principality and power. Again, artwork prior to the Renaissance versus artwork after the Renaissance. Church artwork is for the purpose of teaching because people were ignorant and couldn't read the word yeah, and didn't yeah. always, they didn't have wonderful podcasts like my friend Justin makes. Hey. They didn't have teaching. They couldn't even, you know, they were ignorant. They didn't have the word. They couldn't read the word. So a lot of artwork was done to teach. And early artwork of demons were, they look like ants. Mm, yeah, we talked about that it, last time, didn't we? Yes, yeah. and mm -hmm. then you get into Renaissance artwork, and we are toe-to-toe -to -toe with something as big as we are. I don't know how big the things that we fight are angels. I don't know. You know, they're big in the Bible. They're, I don't know what they are. But I think that that shaped the church. 
And what we saw and what we believe they do, the angels walk into the city like a man. It's said that there mm-hmm. are some that are the size. They look like us. They ate with Abraham. They walk into the city. They come like us. They look like us. The Bible said, you know, a practice hospitality, you know, for, first the household yep. of faith that you would, but you could be entertaining angels that you are unaware of. So they're everywhere. We just don't know where they are. Again, there's lots of that. The, just pointing out, the epistles are pointing out, Paul's writings, the early epistles, Paul's, Peter's writings, John, hey, there's a supernatural world. Yeah. What you can see, feel, touch, see, experience is not everything. It's just a part of it. Yeah. And I think when we get to heaven, we're going to realize what a minuscule part we are actually connected with. I think that shapes that would shape how, how we walk around and do our life, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Is if we really had a shift and said, man, I mean, I can't see angels, I can't see demons, but I, I know there are things going on behind the scenes here. And I think this mm-hmm. is really help, a helpful conversation to get us thinking about the reality that, like what you said earlier, the spiritual world is actually more real, really, than the natural world. Mm-hmm. It existed before the natural world. And as you walk into any situation, I am yeah. fully aware that there's all kind of things going on in this room. Yep. What do I need to know about? What do I not need to know about? I think sometimes we can be in prayer and we can see things that it's not really important for us to be to know about. But I think that there are times that we need to be aware, you know, what's going on, what's going on in this moment, what what do I need to know about? What do, you know, what do I need to understand? I had another funny experience. There was a, our, our church has been in a lot of buildings. <laughs> First <laughs> church of the plastic crate. <laughs> Praise the Lord, that time is coming to an end. We'll have plastic crates, but it'll be in our building because we believe it. We believe that we have the keys in our hands. Amen. Unexpected yeses are coming our ways. Anyway, we were in one of the buildings. I saw a lot of angels in that building. Mm-hmm. I would see them all the time, and they were always on the move. And I didn't talk a lot about it. And one night, I was sitting in church, and a friend of mine was sitting behind me, and she is given to be a seer. She would see things. And I'm watching my—and I that night, I had seen angels running specifically off the stage and to the back, and I don't know where they went after that. I would just—I mean, they were going moving very quickly. And— I was watching my husband preach, and I was very aware of what was going on in the spirit realm. I guess that was what you would call it. And I looked at my husband, and this curly-headed angel with a big old smile on his face peeked out from behind my husband and then went back. And then he did it again. I don't know how many times he did it. I was like, that okay. And, it, you know, I don't talk a lot about this stuff. I think sometimes it, it just wasn't important. I kind of was beginning to move on because I want to know what God is doing in the life of the human in front of me because we are to go out and make disciples of all nations. And that is a command for every believer. That's so it. who are you having coffee with? But anyway, I was with that friend of mine a couple of days later and she said, oh, by the way, there was that angel playing peekaboo with you from the stage. And I was like, <clears throat> excuse me? <laughs> cool. So, you know, again, I, I'm not some big expert on this. I've had some experiences. I've had experiences in the spirit. Many times there's an angelic being, a messenger, something there. 
doing a myriad of, of different things, and I try to trace them back to the biblical stuff. If it's not biblical, I just I just thank the Lord that maybe it was the pizza or something, and he would not, you know, <laughs> he'd just teach me and correct me in that. Yeah. I was really excited when you uh, sent me that text and said, hey, let's let's talk about angels. I'm like, yeah. In the past, I've thought to myself, man, all these people that have had all these experiences with angels, and the Lord's just like... Um, hello, what about yeah. you? And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Isn't yeah. that cool? Isn't that awesome? What would you say to the, because you and I both have met people, we know people probably thinking about them right now, who maybe have have kind of that gift, or I mean, I, I don't want to use the word gift necessarily, but who are given to seeing into the spiritual realm. I know a lot of people who simply, we just don't have teaching. We don't have a lot of teaching on this in the body of Christ, you know, or in general. And I've met people who, you know, they're they're afraid to share these things. And when they do share that, I mean, I know a person who got kicked out of their church because they shared some of this stuff. And they weren't trying to, you know, do anything nasty, but they just, you know, it's Praise weird to people. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord when you experience all kinds of persecution and... And I know that's not everybody, right? That's probably a smaller population of people. And I do want to talk to the larger population of people here in a moment. But what do you what do you think? I mean, what would we say to those people who maybe have that experience and don't recognize it? Well, I think that, you know, again, we've mentioned some some teachers, you know, some people that have, you know, Billy Brim, Caps, Dad Higgin. I, I, the reason I like him is because he didn't make doctrines out of wild stuff that happened you know, wild stuff did happen with him, but, you know, he didn't always highlight it. I think the, you know, the Bible says we have an unction from the Holy One and we know all things. Yeah. I think that if you are a believer in Christ, you have the third person of the Godhead on the inside of you. So Andrew Womack says one third of you is, you know. Wall to wall, Holy Ghost. That's right. <laughs> It's absolutely true. And I think leaning into that and just saying, Holy Spirit, help teach me on this, and then going to the Word. Yeah, that's good. Going to the Word on it and seeing what the Word has to say about these things and letting the Lord teach you about it and show you. We're believers. There are angels with us. There are demons. We're in a we're in a war. We yeah. battle not against flesh and blood, but against powers, principalities. You know, there's levels of those things that we're fighting against. Right. And, uh, you know, submit that yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. I think a lot of people want to go to the second part of that verse and forget about the first part. Again, there, there's, a, there's a spirit realm. We yeah. look into it. Angels are a part of that. Spiritual beings. There is a demonic realm. They're at each other. We're at them. You know, we have armor. But over the armor, we have the garment of praise. So humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and he will promote you in due time. Again, just coming to God and just saying, you know, show me this, you know, and if this is something I need to see. I think there are some people that do need to see it. I think that people that are prayers, and that's the, the thing that the Lord showed me. He said, the reason you see this stuff is because you're a prayer. Mm -hmm. There is no office of intercessor. It's a type of prayer. So people say, I'm an intercessor. I don't care. Say you're an intercessor. Just the point is, pray. Pray. If yep. you are a Christian, pray. 
and the the Bible says, you know, come into his presence with thanksgiving. I think sometimes we rush into God's presence with all of our requests, freaking out as if he doesn't know it already. I think we come into his presence with praise and thanksgiving. That's one of the reasons I take communion. I, remembering what the Lord did, starting there, praise, thanksgiving on on in, coming out of my mouth. What comes out of our mouth is important. Being still before the Lord, listening to him. How do you want me to pray? Who do you want me to pray for? And all of that. I think we, we, we're always going. And so when you're a prayer and you spend time in prayer and spend time talking to the creator, talking to God, he's going to open things up to you for a reason. He's going to yeah. help you see things. And sometimes you just may be in that realm. I have a friend of mine who would spend eight hours a day. He spent, not eight hours a day, he's at one time he spent, I believe, eight hours praying in the Spirit. And for those of you that understand the difference between praying in your knowledge with your understanding and then praying in the Spirit, he spent eight hours, eight hours. Just fathom that for a half a second. And he said, and this was, I'm going to say my son is 23. It was about 20 years ago plus-ish around there. And he went behind a curtain and he was listening to a conversation. And the conversation that was being had was a conversation about Iraq, Iranian, Iranian people coming to the Lord Lots of them. What is one of the fastest growing churches right yeah. now, or groups of Christians right now, is Iran. It is Iran, yeah. And cool. it was funny. He said he, he felt like he wasn't really supposed to be hearing that. The reason I'm pointing that out is sometimes it's like if I, I say it this way, if I sent you to my house, Justin, and I wasn't there and I said, hey, Justin, I need you to go pick this up, go in the house. This is how you get my house. Go and pick this up. You'd walk into my house and you'd see Rizzy there. You'd see all sorts of many things. And you might say, oh, you left your, you know, you left the light on in your, you know, you left a couple lights on, Val, and I went and turned them off. You would see things. I think that when we get in and we're prayers and we're praying and we get into that realm where we're seeking the Lord and and we're more really open to that realm and kind of getting out of this natural realm that we're always so controlled by circumstances and all that, I think we get into that and we, we see certain things and it's not always for us to see. That's why I don't always talk about everything I see. So, but people do come to my mind and I just, you know, I pray for yeah. them. And Well, and how many stories do we know of we're praying and God shows us something and then, you know, we've talked about this where somebody will have an angelic visitation or they'll be delivered from some tribe, you know, they're out there in the bush doing missions work and an angel shows up and delivers them from these people who are trying to kill them. Stuff like that where when we pray, it does put angels on assignment, especially when we pray in the spirit for we know not mm -hmm. what to pray for as we ought, but the Holy Spirit comes together with us. And I think Romans if we 8. go into that, you know, knowing that we're praying out the mysteries of God and we're praying the will of God, we, we need to understand that angels are probably going out and taking care of business. And I think that will help us in our prayers. Instead of just thinking our prayers don't get above the floor or get above the ceiling, it doesn't have to, right? Prayer doesn't have, doesn't have to get above your nose. That's right. The hosts are visible and they are invisible. And so there are things that are happening out there that are visible and they're invisible. And I think of the men and women that have fought in wars in all the different I mean, and they've had people praying for them. 
there was a man in England who prayed uh, during World War II. Oh, man, name has just gone out of my head. I got a pretty good memory. But if you're English, you know who he is. And he prayed. And I mean, things happened. Yeah. And I know that in war, there's, you know, there's believers. There, there can be believers on both sides. Let's be honest. You know, Germany was not bereft of Christians during World War II or World War I, the soldiers. I don't understand it all, but there are wars and rumors of war. It's going to happen on this earth. And I believe that as there are heavenly armies, there are earthly armies. I want to say this, that there's a lot of men and women out there that fought in wars in the last 20 years for the United States of America. You know, a lot of a lot going on in your heart right now, especially those that served in Afghanistan, of which I know many. They're really wrestling right now, but they have to know that what they did over there was they they held back some the some physical forces that allowed some spiritual forces to come in. And a lot of people that the, the second fastest growing church is that in Afghanistan. Mm. And if it was not for what and I'm not saying everything's done right and everybody's right, but I will say this, that the general consensus is that that held back so that the gospel of Jesus Christ could get in. And there's a lot of churches there. And so you're, you did not do this for nothing. And I got a word on that when uh, certain leadership were doing certain things. And I knew by my, I knew in my heart, there was a lot of people that were just shaking their heads that had, given a lot, their friends' lives, their families' lives. And I said, you did, it was not in vain, man. Mm -hmm. You opened the door. You opened the door. So there's a whole nother conversation about armies and heavenly armies and the military and all of that. So we got, we got a lot to know in this world. And the thing that I have learned in, in all my, in my 57 years is when I go into the Bible and go into the Word and I'm learning as I learn how much and realize how much I don't know. Yeah. And if you ever get to the point where you say, well, I, you know, I've read the Bible, you are in some scary space because pride goes before the fall, the pride yeah. of life. Man, do not get into it. It's good. I approach the Word of God. I approach it in my natural mind. I am a preschooler and I have a lot to learn. When I am div when I am writing out my sermons, you know, a lot of people in kids ministry they used curriculum. No shade, that's great. There's a lot of great curriculum out there. But as a minister of the gospel, that I feel that I am, if I'm teaching adult humans or small humans, I need to get a word from God for them. Amen. And my husband does not use curriculum for Sunday morning or Saturday night, Sunday morning, whatever. I write my curriculum. I go with the word and the way that God wants me to teach it. And right now I'm kind of teaching on the spirit realm to the kids. I'll say that, approach it, approach it in humility and, and God will show you. So I have one, one last question. Absolutely. You're aware, of course, of Billy Brim. I love this about Billy Brim. She, she really does a lot of teaching on the authority of the mm -hmm. believer. Yep. What's really been an encouragement to me is, you know, she'll just teach through, you know, like Ephesians, for instance, and she'll teach, you know, how she prays in the morning and how she, you know, kind of mm -hmm. starts her day. And you kind of talked a little bit about you in that realm, you know, of starting your day. Why don't you give us some practical tips where, hey, I'm a believer. I This is encouraging to me. I think I really want to, you know, 
engage more with the spiritual realm. Not that I'm seeking seeking an experience or anything weird. Like I don't want to invite something, but what if I want to be on, you know, I want to send some angels out. Like I want to be more effective in my prayers. I want to be more aware of the spiritual realm and my part in this thing. What would you say? Well, I think of the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man, righteous person gets a lot of work done. That's it. Um, That's in James. I, yep. So I think that being a person that is constantly thinking and meditating, Joshua 1.8 says that everything you do, everything you put your hand to will be successful if you meditate on the word, the law yep. of God, the word of God. So I am thinking, my brain just thinks about God all the time. I don't want to be, I'm not trying to be, I'm not, you know, super Christian. I don't wear a cape. Angels don't put my pants on in the morning. I <laughs> meditate on the word of God. I love God. Jesus died for me. He came to this earth and he died for me. That's a big deal. No one in my life is more important than Jesus. No one. I love my grandbabies. I love my God grands. I got God grands that God gave me, and then God gave me my, my natural grandbabies. Oh, I love them. Oh, they are, they are the, I love them. I love my kids. I love my family. I love my church. Jesus is number one above all. And if all those people left God, including my husband, which he never would. No, he never will. I, I would not. Yeah. I would not. So Come on. rule number one, meditate on the word of God. Think about the word of God. Therefore, you need to read it, crack it open. Practical tips is read the word, listen to the word, get it uh, the word on the inside of you so that it can come out of you when you're praying. I think praying the word is a real important thing. I pray a lot of Paul's prayers when I pray for people. Mm -hmm. For example, and you can look those up on the Google, but let's look at Romans 15, verse 13. May the God of your hope, hope, biblical hope is the confident expectation of a good outcome. That's good. Uh, it's like a go godly imagination, your hope. So the confident expectation of a good outcome fill you with all joy and peace in believing through the experience of your faith that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound and be overflowing, bubbling over with hope. So a lot of people are not bubbling over with hope right mm. now in case you haven't seen. You know, the people out there that think they know what they're doing, they, they have in part uh, some knowledge. They got about a centimeter and a half of knowledge. I believe the science, whatever. They're out there, you know, coming up with a new Greek word and we all lose our collective minds. So may the God of all hope fill, fill you so that, you know, fill you with peace and joy. Ha 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 I have the peace of God. It rules in my heart and mind. Uh, so praying, praying for one another. Ephesians 3, what an amazing prayer. Yeah. Yep. These are things that I have meditated on and I memorize them and I don't always read them, but I pray out the principles. May Christ through your faith dwell, settle down, abide, and make his permanent home in your hearts. Done. Yeah. You know, he was praying for the churches. He didn't have email. His snail mail took weeks sometimes. So when I come to the Lord, and again, there are different seasons in my life. 
I am praying in the Spirit on every occasion. I am praying for the people of God on every occasion. Recently, I just went through a time where I was praying for specific bodies. I was praying for the whole Baptist church, you know, mm-hmm. Southern Baptist Connect Convention, because they were in a—they they were just—it it was not good. It was not good. They were at division times 100. And I was like, Lord, we can't have this happen. Can't have this happen. You know, we need to be in unity as brothers and sisters in the Lord. You know, cr- let your criticism turn into intercession. I heard that recently. I think that's good. So praying for others that's on every good. occasion, praying for the yeah. saints. Um, wouldn't my Southern Baptist uh, brothers and sisters love to know that I am praying for them in tongues all the time? It's so... <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on. Jesus sometimes has a sense of humor. <laughs> but I, right now, I, again, I, I am starting my prayer time out with communion. I just get a little cup of juice this morning. I, I actually poured orange juice because I didn't see the other cran grape that was in the refrigerator. And I was like, I, I just threw, I don't know. <laughs> Make it red. I've taken it with water before. And so I had that out and some kind of tortilla something or other or bread who cares just the the imagery of it just to remember that his body was broken and his blood is the propitiation for our sin the substitution so i started off with that i start out with the table i remind myself that i'm at the right hand of the throne of the father the son the three parts the three parts of god are all equal the holy spirit is not some little bird uh he took the form of a dove i thought i think that dove was rather large when people saw him I, I don't I don't think of the Holy Spirit as just some little bird, because what can a bird do? The Holy Spirit was there at creation. So I sit at the board table with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and then I just begin my prayer time. Sometimes I, I pray out, I think it was this morning or yesterday morning, Psalm 27, hmm. which was my friend Judy's. That was her favorite psalm, and she let everybody else pray it too. The Lord is the light of my salvation. Whom shall I fear or dread? The Lord is the refuge and stronghold of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? These things need to be settled in us when the wicked, even my enemies, my foes come upon me to eat up my flesh and stumble and fall. Remember, the devil is out there, people. He's, he, he hates us, everything about us. He, has, he is just hates us. Mm. Though a host encamped against me, my heart shall not fear. Though the war rise against, if, against me, even then, in this I will be confident. One thing I ask of the Lord that seek and inquire and require that I may dwell in the house of the Lord in his presence all the day of my life, all the days of my life. And to do that when we are living on earth is to be aware of the Lord, to be aware of the word, to be aware of the the spirit realm. And, And just, man, this is where I'm at. So starting our day off with that, you know, start, starting our day or whenever we have our prayer, you know, I, I begin my day just wake up praying in the Spirit. Sometimes my day starts awful early. The other day, the Lord got me up at 2.48 and said, go downstairs and take nice. communion. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, kicking it off today. I don't know. And I don't, Sometimes I'm like, oh, God, what did I do today? I want to know the freight I moved. I may not know for 10 years. That's the other thing is praying beyond our answers. How many, the Lord has really been impressing me on, pressing me with this. When we pray, we're always praying about stuff. What's our list? You know, sickness, disease, poverty, everybody needing this, needing that. 
But do we ever pray beyond the answer that we would be able to either us or that person that we're praying for would be able to walk that out well and walk worthy of the Lord? Do we ever yep. pray that way? I'm That's right good. now praying. I'm in a season two where I'm focusing on praying beyond the answer. I heard in a teaching the other day, a man, Rick Joyner, that's another guy digging the old wells. Rick Joyner did a book called The Final Quest, and I've been listening to it. But he talks about how he was shown that after people get a big answer, they have a big victory is where a lot of people become susceptible to the enemy. So I think we need to pray beyond that. You know, pray for people beyond that, not just in real time, but pray out into the future. I mean, our prayers are stored in vials or files or whatever in heaven. That's what it says, says in Revelation 5 or 8 or it's, it's in there, you know, and that the angels come and get those prayers and pour them out as wrath, all the things. The point is, is that our, no prayer that we pray to God is wasted. But I think yeah. we can be more more specific, more Bible-led I mean, yeah, when things go bad, pray all the time. But I think if we just don't always be an alarmist, God, did you hear what the doctor said today? Oh, my God. I'm pretty sure that if the doctor said it today, it was probably existing in your, your body a while ago. Maybe if we spent more time in prayer, maybe prayer. I, I don't know. I, I just, I have, I have a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. So let's be in prayer. That's the point. Let's be in prayer. And I believe that we will see these things. I believe that we can yeah. speak to angels. I believe that we can command. He gives angels charge over us. So if he gives us angels charge over us, then we can sit in that same place and go, okay. I know, I know there are angels. Angels, protect me. Yeah. The Bible says it. Yep. That's good. I love that. Um, will you pray for us as we close out? Yeah. I know there's a lot of people that are listening that I just feel like there's people that are kind of feeling, I don't know, maybe inadequate, I think, is what I feel. I mean, it's like, hey, you know what? You guys are talking about all this crazy stuff. I don't feel like I'm really doing any of that. You know, I don't really feel like I'm up to the task. I'm not somebody who can move angels. I'm just, man, I'm just trying to get the get the paycheck in. So will you, will you pray over, Absolutely. Over, over everybody listening? But I think especially for the people that maybe aren't seeing it. Like you said, there may be more, more, more uh, looking at the natural, you know, which is easy for all of us to do. I'll do this. I will do this. Heavenly Father, we come into your presence with praise and thanksgiving. We just praise you, Lord. We thank you, God. I worship you. I worship you. I come in. I, I, as I see, I'm seated at a table virtually, uh, with Justin, I'm seated in a room with our friend Eric making this podcast. Thank you for technology. Thank you for what you've done in our lives, what you are doing in our lives. The Bible, your, your word says, it was recorded by Paul in the book of Philippians, that you started a good work in all of us, all of us, and you are faithful to complete it. And I thank you, Father. I just worship you. And I, in the in Paul recorded in the book of Ephesians, for this reason, for this reason, in in light of all this, of the understanding 
the 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 mystery and secret was made known to people like Paul, maybe made known to people like 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 Justin and all, and and, and it, we are able to comprehend by direct revelation or by the, by the word, however that has come to us. But Father, we are all believers. We are built together. We are the body of Christ. What flows in you flows in us. And so I thank you, Lord, that um, I thank you that uh, uh, this is what I want to pray for the people that are listening. And it starts in verse 14. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father. Through and in Christ, I pray. And for whom every family in heaven, every family in heaven and earth that is named, we all have names. And that's, that's how, that's that when we, and we, that name comes from our father, our heavenly father, our, our, our eternal father, and that he would grant to each person that out of his rich treasury of his glory to be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power in their inner man. Yeah. That they're 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 the core of their being Amen. by the Holy Spirit him t- himself indwelling your inmost being and personality, the people that are listening, the people that are praying with us, the people that can just step out. The Bible says it's just a little. Jesus said just a little bit of faith, just walking away from the doubt, and may Christ, the Anointed One, and His anointing through that faith. Dwell, settle down, abide, and make permanent home in your hearts, in the very center of your being is permanent home. And you would be founded securely on love, agape love, that you may have the power and the strength to apprehend and grasp with all the saints, God's devoted people. That's all of us, not some people that are designated by some church. We are all saints. We are believers. We are sons of the Most High God. What is the breadth, length, height, and depth of that love? It is that it is not bigger than what comes at us. It is we can't outrun it, we can't outsuccess it, and we can't outsin it. We can't fall so far that the love of God is not there for us. It is so big and so great. And may that be our motivator to connect with you and that we would know practically through experience for ourselves, practical experiences in the kingdom are what you are all about, uh, that the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge, that we would all be filled, all of us, Justin, myself, Eric, everybody around here, everybody in this building of this wonderful church. Father, on this planet, that they may have the richest measure of the divine presence and become a body wholly filled and flooded with God himself. And now him who by the action of his power that is at work within all of us is able and able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly far over and above all that we dare ask think indefinitely beyond our highest prayers desires thoughts hopes or dreams even imaginations to him be the glory Amen. in the body of Christ in the church Jesus Christ throughout all generations that prayer was prayed by Paul for us and I pray it today for us 
in Jesus, Jesus' mighty name and in his stead, because I have the power of attorney on that. I know what that means. Amen. Amen and amen. Done. Settled. <laughs> well, if you want to see Pastor Val, her husband Mike and Verzat, Pastor Val and Pastor Mike are at the House Northwest Church in Vancouver, Washington. Hey, thanks everybody for listening. We're going to see Val again, I'm sure, and also Pastor Mike at some point. It's going to be great. Encourage you to check out some of the things I put in the notes here. Um, check out the church. Check out some of those book resources that I put in. Other than that, we're just praying for you. We love you. And thank you for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Unstoppable Podcast. For more resources, including previous episodes, blogs, and free downloadable content, visit us at unstoppableblog.net. You can also find us on Facebook at Unstoppable Blog. We hope this podcast has encouraged, equipped, and empowered you with meaningful insight from the Word of God to receive His promises and live a life without limits.